Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. With Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Chief Communications Officer Reg Griffin. We're here at Decal, and we so appreciate you joining us week in and week out. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov, or we're on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We even have Pinterest out there and some other fun things to keep talking to you, even when we're not here on the podcast. Well, today uh, we're talking about something very interesting. DECAL is joining the Georgia Department of Education and the nonprofit research institute, RTI International, to help schools and childcare programs test drinking water for lead, and then also communicate about the testing and remove lead from their drinking and cooking water. Childhood exposure to lead can cause lifelong and irreversible mental and behavioral deficits. And Commissioner, thanks to a federal grant, this testing program is free of charge and great for the health and safety of children and their families. It absolutely is, and it fits uh, perfectly with our overall mission and vision to make sure that children uh, that are in child care programs day in and day out, sometimes five days a week, 12 hours a day, uh, that, that they're healthy and safe. And this just fits uh, perfectly uh, with our mission. Something brand new, and we wanted uh, you to be the first to hear about it. So hopefully a lot of child care programs are listening. The project is called Clean Water for Georgia Kids. And here to talk about it is Rhonda Parker, Child Care Services Director of Field Operations here at DECAL. Jennifer Hoppenick-Redmond is the Clean Water for Georgia Kids Program Director and a Senior Environmental Health Scientist with Nonprofit Institute RTI International. And Crystal Lee Powell-Jackson is a Research Environmental Scientist and an Outreach and Communication Coordinator for the program Uh, at RTI. And we're happy to have uh, all of these ladies with us today on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Red. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, Jenny, let's start with you and ask if we can really define the problem of lead in our drinking and cooking water in childcare programs. How might lead get into our water in the first place? Thank you for chatting with us today about this important yet understudied topic, Reg and Amy. So lead is a metal and it's been used in a variety of products over millennia, including in our drinking water infrastructure. The thing is, is there's no safe level of lead exposure. And as you noted, the effects of early childhood exposure to lead are the most severe with permanent cognitive and behavioral issues, including reduced IQ and attention disorders that last a lifetime. So this became a focus area for us because our goal is really to eliminate early childhood exposure to lead at the tap in childcare centers and schools. It's important to note that lead does not typically get into the water at its source or the drinking water treatment plant. It usually comes from distribution plumbing, um, household plumbing, fixtures, and solder. And the amount of lead that can accumulate in water on the way to an individual tap is dependent on several factors, including water chemistry and the age of the water infrastructure. So what does this mean overall? Well, first of all, older childcare buildings are more likely to have water infrastructure with higher lead content. However, even new buildings are built with allowable levels of lead in piping and plumbing, albeit lower than before. So the amount of lead at the tap 
depends on these additional factors, such as whether the water is corrosive or whether it's sitting for a long time before being used, especially after prolonged closures like for COVID or after holidays. Now, to your question as to how widespread it is, we've really found that lead levels can vary from tap to tap, even within the same building. And because of this, testing for lead at the tap is the only way to really tell how widespread lead is at an individual childcare center. This is true even if the center has municipal water or has done prior testing, as our specific approach is designed to identify lead at every tap that children use for drinking or cooking so we can protect children's health. So overall, our, our program actually opened um, for schools in August 2021, and we're really ecstatic to collaborate with Rhonda and DECAL and Amy to enroll child care centers to now across the state. Great. Now, Rhonda, talk to us a little bit about how CCS and DECAL are participating in clean water for Georgia kids. Sure, and thank you, um, Commissioner Jacobs. Uh, we're very excited to participate in this um, program. Uh, we're thankful for um, DOE and um, RTI International for uh, reaching out um, to us. And so since we're the agency, DECAL, Department of Early Care and Learning, um, we're the agency that house um, the licensing division that provides the oversight to over 4,400 child care learning centers and um, family child care learning homes. And so we're just uh, participating um, simply by just spreading the word um, to our licensed providers. Uh, we have sent out email communications to our licensed providers, um, introducing them to the clean water for Georgia kids, as well as spreading the word um, in our child care services um, quarterly newsletter to encourage um, our licensed providers to participate. And we hope uh, with the help of Reg um, through our various um, uh, social media platforms that he would also um, continue to help us to spread the word to our child care providers. So this is how we're participating. You know, I, I think you can convince me to do that. I'll, I'll be more <laughs> than happy to jump on board. It's all teamwork. And uh, boy, we, we all work together for the good of uh, Georgia's youngest children and their families. So the goal here is to test every drinking and cooking tap at up to 500 Georgia child care programs this year. Crystal, here's the easy question. How are we going to achieve that, do you think? Yes, easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, great question. I mean, the first important piece is getting the word out. Our grant is funded through the Georgia Department of Education, and together with DOE and DECAL, we've developed a multi-pronged approach to promote participant enrollment. The first is to spread the word through formal press releases and, as Rhonda mentioned, emailing child care centers directly about this unique opportunity. We're also spreading the word through a variety of partner organizations like the Southern Education Foundation, the Georgia Department of Public Health, and Environment Georgia. In the fall, we had a radio campaign on Odyssey, and we're using so social media and select webinars to gain interest. We hope that these various approaches will reach child care centers, parents, and teachers so that they can learn more about the program, sign up to participate, and we're grateful for this podcast today to help spread the word through the sound waves and hope that those listening, listening will also spread the word. Uh, once people hear about the program, the second important piece of our program is our approach. Clean Water for Georgia Kids uses a citizen science approach that is scalable and sustainable without compromising scientific integrity. 
because schools and centers are supposed to collect water samples after the water has not been used for at least eight hours, testing can normally be costly if you have to hire a consultant to come collect the sample because it's really early in the morning. And so our program trains schools and childcare staff to enroll online, collect samples and ship them back to RTI for laboratory analysis. This allows us to sample many, many facilities simultaneously across Georgia while adhering to required collection and analysis procedures, essentially expanding our reach. And finally, we also provide training and empower participants to take action to get the lead out. Along with the test results, we provide no and low cost recommendations for each tap. And we encourage participants to communicate early and often with their community to increase awareness of lead in drinking water, spreading the word on how staff parents and kids can even minimize or eliminate exposure to lead. So testing helps us find any problem and sets us up to figure out solutions with childcare centers having equal involvement and decision-making power. Well, a similar study is happening in North Carolina. Uh, Jenny, what are you learning from there? Good question, Amy. So our Georgia program was actually developed as an outgrowth of our grant-funded citizen science testing program in North Carolina. And to date, we have enrolled 4,300 centers and completed testing in 4,100 centers from July 2020 to date, all during the pandemic. The North Carolina program represents the largest analysis of lead levels in childcare facilities across the U.S. And what we've found so far is that 25% of TAPs exceed one part per billion which is the American Academy of Pediatrics reference level. And that's also like one drop of lead in a tanker truck full of water. And we look at lead at concentrations this low because no level of exposure is safe for children. More than half of centers also had at least one tap exceeding the AAP level. So at least one tap exceeded it at over half. And one in 10 centers had at least one tap that exceeded 15 times that level, so very elevated. Interestingly, we found that these levels really varied from tap to tap within the same building. So it's critical to test every tap used for drinking and cooking so we have the right information to better protect children's health. And that's how we've set up our, our enrollment. So we really look forward to supporting centers across Georgia and identifying and eliminating exposure at these TAPs. And we can set up some competition here as well. North Carolina had 4,300 child care programs involved uh, in doing testing. Georgia, we're looking for 500. Come on, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. yes. The first year, the first year. The first year, yeah. You know we can do yeah. that. So come on. I, I, it's basketball. We're pretty competitive <laughs> with <laughs> our friends in North Carolina, as well as football and everything else. So, Crystal, we, we've got a lot of uh, child care programs that are listening to this, maybe hearing about this for the very first time. In addition to, um, you know, getting involved and and getting these tests done, what are some recommendations for them just to reduce exposure to lead overall? Yeah, and our program focused on simpler options to reduce exposure to lead in drinking water with recommendations ranging from no cost to low cost solutions. And our no cost clean water habits are activities that everyone at school, childcare programs, and even you at home can do. And these include one, designating lead free taps for drinking and cooking by putting up signs and designating other taps for just hand washing only. Two, using cold water, even when you're going to boil water. 
Hot water can actually increase the likelihood of lead getting into the water. And there are several low cost recommendations. One, flushing water regularly in the morning before use and especially after weekends and long closures. Two, replacing faucets where lead was detected with new certified lead-free faucets. Three, installing and maintaining a filter certified to remove lead from water. Four, installing a water bottle filling station with built-in filters. And this is actually what has been implemented by many institutions due to COVID-19. And five, fixing a clog. When water sits in pipes, lead is more likely to get in it. So if you notice a slow flowing tap, there's probably a clog that a plumber can fix. We provide tap specific recommendations with the test results and we have resources that childcare staff can view at any time. That's very interesting. A lot of simple things that can be done. I know a lot of times childcare programs like, oh my goodness, you're going to tell me this and then I don't have the money or the resources to figure this out. But it's good to know there are some, I would say, simple um, fixes to some of these issues. So that's, mm-hmm. that's great to hear. So Jenny, while we're focusing on 500 childcare programs, our colleagues at DOE are focused on up to 800 public schools. Is that right? Correct. That's right for the initial round of funding. And we also expect several additional years of funding to support the program that EPA has indicated. So we're excited about that as well. This work is specifically funded by an Environmental Protection Agency Water Infrastructure Improvements for the Nation Act grant, and it's managed by Georgia Department of Education. And so we are working with the Department of Education and now DECAL to partner and get the word out to do the enrollment and then aim to find and eliminate that exposure to lead and water. Importantly, right now for kids currently in childcare and at school, while the longer term goal of funding and updating America's aging infrastructure unfolds, right? We don't want to wait to update our infrastructure. We want to make sure kids aren't drinking lead in their water today. And so we really hope that everybody listens today and feels really inspired to spread the word and sign up. Because as Crystal noted, there are easy things that we can do. Once we identify where lead is, we can really make sure we stop that exposure and we change habits without a lot of costly measures right now. Some great advice there uh, to pass along to everybody who's listening. I think we've got their attention, Jenny. So how can a program participate? We're talking to child care programs. How can they participate in clean water for Georgia kids? Participation is simple. So there's three key steps, and these are all friendly on a phone or a computer. So first, you can go to www.cleanwaterforuskids.org slash Georgia. And that would also be in your email sent out from DECAL. You click the blue enroll now button once you get to our website and then select child care center or school. On that page, you can click to register for a webinar. So once you choose which webinar date you'd like to attend, the second part is to attend the webinar, which is about 40 minutes long. And afterwards we have a live question and answer session. We specifically overview a bit more about lead and water and then how to complete your enrollment online. Your test kit then comes in the mail at the address you select and we overview how to collect and ship your samples. We also have online videos and written instructions that you can later check again if you'd like. And at the end of that webinar, you get a code to enroll. So third, once you complete enrollment, 
you will receive your test kit. And we also have tracking so you can see where it is in the process and it will notify you via email. Once you get your kit, you will collect and ship your samples. Um, typically we recommend on a Monday morning before any water's been used for at least eight hours. And that's because most childcare centers and schools are closed over the weekend. But if you are operating specifically like in a hospital or something like that, there are ex, you know, extenuating circumstances. Um, and we can talk with you about the best protocol there. Um, after you do that, it ships back to RTI. And that's where we get in the lab and we really analyze those samples. Once we analyze all of your results, we share them with each childcare center through our online portal, along with mitigation recommendations. So for each sample, we say this was your value and this is what you could do. And so it gives you those recommendations to take action. Another thing that we do is for transparency, all results are posted on our Clean Water for Georgia Kids mapper. So you can see if you're interested as a parent, a teacher, anybody, hey, I wonder if my childcare centers participated yet. And you can see if they have, what the results are, and centers and schools are also able to actually list the measures they've taken to get the lead out. So if you do see that there was a lead level, then they could say, well, we put a filter in there. So there's a lot that can be done. And really, it, it comes down to first, going to our website and joining that webinar, second, finishing enrollment, third, getting your like Amazon box and collecting and shipping your sample back. And then we're empowering centers and schools with that information to take action. Great. Well, Crystal, what is the idea behind focusing on schools that have a higher percentage of students receiving free and reduced lunch or schools in underserved communities? Yeah. So as we've talked about throughout this uh, podcast, lead exposure has lifelong implications impacting the quality of life and learning potential and earning potential. And so we want to especially prioritize centers in underserved communities where they may not have the resources to otherwise test for lead. We're using data from the state on the percentage of students receiving free and reduced lunch and the non-white student populations for each centers as indicators. We are open to all centers that are interested, however, and do not expect to turn away interested centers if they are not underserved. And we talked about we're focusing on schools today, but uh, this is a problem that can occur in our homes, and that's just as uh, serious. Crystal, uh, you've mentioned a few, but there are ways to check for this kind of thing in homes, correct? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the University of Georgia's Extension Office offers many testing kits for folks in Georgia this is common for folks that are using private wells, and this includes lead and water, and they even have lead and soil sample kits, which I thought was cool. <laughs> These kits are not free, but are at reduced price. And you can also contact your local, local water utility if you um, are on public water supply to see if they can send you a free lead water test. There are some key differences though, notably a higher detection limit compared to our program and limited support to understand your results. Since grant funding does not cover homes, we have also been working to offer the same testing to homes that should be ready later this spring. Through our Clean Water for U.S. Home program, 
And so if folks are interested, they can check it out at www.cleanwaterforuskids.org. Well, fantastic. This has been great information. I know I've learned um, a lot uh, just during this podcast. I want to make sure one more time that our listeners know where to go for more information. So Crystal, we make sure our listeners know where to go so they can get signed up. Yes, yes, please sign up. <laughs> they can go to www.cleanwaterforuskids.org slash Georgia. There you can read about our program and enroll. If you have any questions, we have an FAQ page with answers to many common questions we've received. We also have a contact us page where folks can call, text, or message us with any questions. Myself, Jenny, and the rest of the Clean Water for Georgia Kids team are here to help you throughout the entire process from enrollment, sample collections, and afterwards. So please help us get the word out and consider signing up to help us get the lead out of water at child care centers and schools across Georgia. Absolutely. And just to remind you again, they had 4,300 in North Carolina. <laughs> come on, Georgia, come on. Let we me, can do it. We can do it. Let us hear from you. It's all about partnerships. That's that's how we were able to get there in North Carolina as we partnered with centers and schools and organizations. And we're happy to do that in Georgia as well. Yeah. Everybody, we, we really want you to take this seriously and um, get involved. Uh, I think awareness is uh, the first step to solving any problem. And uh, this is a great way to do that. So Rhonda, Jenny, Crystal, thank you so much for being with us uh, this week. And good luck with Clean Water for Georgia Kids. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having thank us. You. Appreciate it. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hello, my name is Caressa McDew, and I'm the CAPS Customer Response Unit Coordinator working from my home office here in Douglasville, Georgia. Uh, my question for Commissioner Jacobs is while I know we're currently paying all of the expenses associated with CAPS payments through October of 2022, I wanted to know if there were any plans on extending that any further. Well, hey there, and thank you so much for your question. Uh, I know you are referring to ACCESS, which I know you are very familiar with as you help families every day with their CAP scholarships. So you're right, we have uh, committed to paying the full cost of tuition for families that are receiving CAPS through October of 2022. And we haven't made a decision yet if we will continue that. We do have some additional federal COVID stimulus dollars remaining. And so that is definitely a question on the table um, I will say, you know, we did do a podcast with um, a parent that was receiving access and she couldn't say enough good things about um, what she's been able to do with those extra dollars that she's saving every month. And so uh, we also did some stakeholder engagement and heard from parents saying it's a lifeline that we're paying the full cost of tuition and that family fee. So um, lots of uh, good information for us to use as we make that decision, if we can continue to pay the full cost um, after October of 2022. And, you know, while we're in the CAPS department, we've opened up 10,000 additional scholarships. How are those going uh, so far? You know, they are uh, filling up fast. We've definitely seen um, an increased uh, number of applications because of our, our increased eligibility. And as of the end of January, uh, 4,800 children are using, additional children are using their CAPS scholarships. So that's good. So we're about halfway there. Great. And, and there's so there hasn't been that rush that we maybe expected in terms of um, it, that it's almost unmanageable or something like that. You know, definitely an increase. Uh, we're definitely seeing increased workload. We've obviously had to you know increase our staff with some temp staff to help us with the volume, um, but nothing that we can't handle. 
That's great. All right. It's your chance to win a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers we receive. Just email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov with the correct answer to this question. The Clean Water for Georgia Kids program is based on a similar program in what southern state? The Clean Water for Georgia Kids program is based on a similar program in what southern state? Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name out of the barrel and we'll award someone a nice prize from the Alliance Theater, Chick-fil-A, Georgia Lottery, the School Box, Shake Shack, or Stars and Strikes, Getaway and Play. So get involved. Decal. Download at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.